Hello and welcome to the 361 Podcast Season 9, Episode 3. My name's Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Ray from the All About Sites. And I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. This week we're getting in our time machine and going back 10 years to 2005. To the time when Symbian roamed the earth. And we're remembering the dawn of the smartphone age. Back, chaps. Yay. Yay, thank you. High energy week this week. It is definitely I'm the, mountain, the Mountain Dew episode. So uh how are you guys doing? I'm alright, I'm pretty high on the caffeine, thanks. Fair enough. I yeah. Rafe Blanford was telling me that you've had a bit of a tech fail outside just now. Well, no, I mean I eventually managed to get it to work. I was trying to use the contactless little sticker in the back of my iPhone. Oh, you've right, got your to, Barclay to card. Pay in Tesco. Yeah, yeah. Right. And um It didn't work. Well no, it did work, it did work. Well, it did it, work. Had eventually, to, you had, had to, to sort move of swipe it at six or seven times. You had to move it around. Eventually, at, toward the right, for some reason, that seemed that It'd tended to work. It'd be quick if I got out the pennies and counted them out one by one. I did have my credit card in my hand just in case. It's, it's yeah. funny, funny you say that, Rafe. Actually, we um, we we went into town the other day and parked in one of those car parks that says, "Don't want to pay by cash, but don't know our app and pay." Because I I don't oh dear. I, I use that a lot. Yeah, so Ringo. With Ringo and there's pay, pay by, phone. by pay, yeah. pay by phone and there was one other one I forget. Anyway, so um, we're sat in the car with my with my wife and she's saying, oh, "I've got the change here." So like, no, no, it will be easier if I do by phone. She's like, "Oh, because I've like, been into the car park the week before, so I'd gone through the arduous process of signing up and registering yeah, yeah. the vehicle details and all that kind of stuff." But of course, I'd forgotten that I'd done it in my car, not hers. Oh, no. her car. And so was, no, 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 look, I just go. The, the cash machine is right there. I could in the time I've said this, I could go and get the. No, 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 please. Look, we're living in the future. We've got to do it smartphones and, and as I said, did it came back fi- uh, ticket on the car fine I like, don't stand I'm going to dispute it and she's got her I told you so face on oh dear. and I realised of course that uh, I had I had registered both of our vehicles but in the the UX of the app was not perhaps as good as it could have been or I wasn't paying mm. attention one of those two things or both of them may have been true and so what I had done is paid for, to park my car which was safely at home on the driveway uh, for three hours <laughs> and not the car we'd actually brought so oh dear. I, dear. I, well, I, I paid £25 idiot tax fine for the for parking there I use uh, that a lot at the station I use that I'd like, like to say I didn't have any tech disasters but that's not quite true when well, I was you, stay- you bought a Surface when I was sta- <laughs> well, it actually does relate to my Surface I was staying in a hotel recently and I couldn't get on the hotel Wi-Fi and I was getting more and more irritated this so- in Las Vegas it, it was, yeah. So finally, um, CES Claxon. So finally, I, I phoned, phoned up uh, tech support. And, phoned, uh, you phoned up tech support. Yeah, I know it's embarrassing. What are you this. doing? And th- thinking nothing's going to happen, I said the Wi-Fi is not working. And they said, "Oh, I'll just put you uh, through to someone who knows about these things." And he, he sort of said, "Why is it not working?" And I go, "Oh, I got a Surface Pro 3. And he goes, "Ah, one of those." And then proceeded to walk me through having to give him the MAC address of the device. What, in, in your hotel room? In, in the hotel room, ah. in order to let it go on the network. And apparently it was a known problem with the Surface Pro 3. So I was actually quite impressed that Hotel had tech support that was capable of doing that. But I did wonder about people who were maybe less uh, comfortable with technology trying to find out what their MAC address Make was off work, their PC. Maybe. Oh, fair enough. And, was it uh, fast internet, by the way? It was. It was very fast. Right. And just just for the record, and we will cover this in a future episode, I have now had to change my iPhone because one of my iPhones bent, and I was being very careful with it, and it bent. And I was very, very cross and a bit sad and rethinking the comments I made about only careless people bending them in previous episodes. But then I went to the Apple Store, and they changed it for me for free in about two minutes, So and then I was happy again. Oh, that's very good. And was that a seamless experience for you? Absolutely seamless, yeah. 
Yeah, until you got your bank. Ben was regaling me yesterday of the absolute arse he's been able to deal with. Um, oh well, yes, my my other, my other tech fail then would be: Hey kids, when you when you recover, when you restore your iPhone backups, don't forget that all your passwords and security certificates on your mobile banking apps will probably not be working anymore. Really yeah. annoying. So yes, so now so, I, now so, I, can't, so, I can't I can't access any of my money. I'm essentially now se- permanently separated from what little money I had. So do you know I've been listening to the previous series of. Um, of three six one series season eight because it's so fantastic. I have it on yeah. constant repeat in my house actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sonos system, it's brilliant. <laughs> well, I, um, I've actually been listening to it just to go to sleep. <laughs> and it's actually really, it's so very did strange you, did you just hearing cut your out, voices. Did you just cut cut out Ben and I and listen to you to make you go to sleep? Uh, I might I might sell I might sell a premium track where you can choose which which of the three of us are still in it. <laughs> okay, you can do that. I, I we can. can do that on Umvana. Umvara Umvana Umvara. Do you know? Do you know? Are you having a breakdown? No, no, no. Hold on a minute. I'm going to get. I, I, um, hold on a minute. He says. As I've we got. The no, I say. Because um, you know, I like that um, thunderstorm. Oh, app, oh yes, you know yes. for the, the place thunderstorms. Um, I'm just going to get you the uh, what's the name the Umbara Um. Hold on a minute. There's a um, while well, well, you continue to sound like a cow. Umbara. Yeah. People know the listeners will know what I mean. It's a um, an app that you can you can download people to help you meditate tracks to help you meditate. Right there you go. Do you want to hear the thunderstorm one? No, I I just oh, come on I come on. I don't, you're not living life here. Go on then. Give us a quick taste of thunderstorm and then we'll move on to talk about te- modern technology. Do you want to see the lightning as well? Well, that is wicked, isn't it? There it just go. makes me want to go to the toilet. No, come on, that is really relaxing. Look, I can press the light. I can press the lightning button, right? And then, when, look, look, look. When, just for the benefit of people listening to this audio podcast, the flash on your iPhone has just gone off. Would you like? How about this one? This is angels, an infinite stream of fresh water gurgles. Now I definitely. I find now that I, really relaxing. Now I definitely have to go to the toilet. It is really relaxing. Anyway, okay. So that's like, like that. That's lovely. Thanks for that, Ewan. So you, you and having his live on air tech fail. Um, so just, 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 just. Yeah, can you turn on? Right. I'm not going to last half an hour if you keep can, the water can, running. Yeah. Can you not flash that thing in my eye every thirty sorry, seconds? Sorry, sorry. Okay. So, Rafe Banford, what are we going to talk about apart from apart from Ewan's weird app selection? What are we talking about this week? Well, as we're all getting on a bit, we thought rather than looking forward, we'd actually Beep look yourself. back. Would look back to our youth. Lift my own weight. And so this episode is all about looking back at what the mobile industry was like 10 years ago. What was big in 2005? My goodness, it seems like such a long time ago. There wasn't even a 361 podcast back in 2005. How, how was life even worth living back then? So, uh, well, come on, Rafe. I'm, I, I, yes, yes, I can yes. see the first item on the first item on the list, and I know you're going to be pleased about it's it. So, basically, go on, just kick an off. excuse to talk about Nokia and Symbian for 30 minutes. How <laughs> fab is that? So, uh, Symbian obviously was the big smartphone gorilla in the room. Just pull out one thing straight away. Nokia N70. That was the first. I wonder what this little bag was. The first smartphone to sell over a million units. So, Rafe Blanford has bought. An N70 with him. Uh, no, what's that? What's that? Retrieved the wrong one from the bag. Where are we? You brought an N70. Nope, that's not an M set. So Ray Blanford. Well, so Ray Blanford has brought a little very, N- very. I think that's a very feminine bag, isn't it? Right. Ray's finally retrieved the N70. Although I'm slightly, uh, yes. slightly distracted by the very coloured padded bag in which you've brought your mobile devices around. Have you, you Have you had that? crafted deliberately to bring antique devices around in. That was a Christmas present from my mum that you're insulting. I'm not insulting what? it. I said I'm intrigued. Is it, is it a carrier for old Nokia phones? It's a carrier for mobile phones. There we go. Wow. 
Uh, that only really you could carry off both that color combination and that need, that business need. So I, I need something brightly coloured yet padded and, wh- and whimsical to, uh, to to bring around all my vintage Nokia handsets. So, so ten years back to ten, 10 years, years ago, ago there right, were so only, only forty million smartphones sold, and if you just contrast that to now, where well numbers vary, but about one point four billion smartphones last year, just goes to show just how far we've come. Two thousand five. Well, let's talk while we're talking about dinosaurs. I suppose uh, we should talk about BlackBerry. Um, yes, I think, definitely think we should. $132 million in revenue, and that's probably about 132 million times more than they earned last year. Um, that is not accurate. <laughs> and, uh, but the, but they, were the, they were the largest mobile enterprise device around at the time. 4.2 million users using the old BlackBerry Enterprise service with the, the servers and all that kind of mm-hmm. good stuff. Do you remember? Do you remember the little QWERTY? Back- very businessy, wasn't it, at that well, point? I, lo- I loved my Blackberries back then. I had very a beautiful good. time with my Blackberry. The, the big deal is they were getting colour screens at that point in time. Yeah, so we uh, where are we um, the eighty seven hundred uh, just launched. Now I had to go and look that one up because it wasn't a classic. Is that the blue one? That's the blue one. Well, it was. Yeah, although I, I to be honest, I, although very not too long after they launched the bold, and for me that was the seminal kind of device, the uh, the, the bold range. But that was a few years after. But this was the first color one they launched yeah. ten years ago. Uh, so that was that was pr- that was pretty. But good. It, you know, the number one thing for me was BlackBerry worked abroad, um, and it didn't cost you extra. It, no, it didn't. Back in the days before they started to re- yeah, then they realised yeah. that they should. Yeah. And um, I hadn't realised this actually, and it shows you how kind of you misremember this stuff. But I always assumed that BlackBerry had always done personal information management apps, so you know, calendar contacts, that mm. kind of stuff. But actually, it wasn't until BlackBerry Enterprise Four, which is two thousand five, that they added that all that stuff in. So they synced with uh, Lotus Notes and Exchange and all that mm. kind of good mm. stuff. So happy memories, eh? Right now, do you? This is for all the Nokia fans, and I'm sure there are still. Nokia both fans. Of, both of you, get closer to the uh, the speaker. <laughs> um, in 2005, N-Series, the Nokia N-Series handsets right, now I am, launched. Now, I, I, know I am prepared to celebrate that. Yeah, that, that was amazing. And I reckon, this was, in my view, that's when Nokia really got serious about consumer smartphones. I, I think what's interesting about that is you can really celebrate that as the dawn of the proper smartphone. Now, there were Symbian smartphones before that, the sort of the 7650, the communicator line, all of those devices. And Actually, you could pick out the communicator. The 9500 was announced in 2005, but I actually got mine in 2005. So I fear that I can give it a mention, and I have actually got it here in my bag. And actually, you look at it wow. now, it's one of these clamshell devices. Oh, I, I did like that. I kind of still miss that we don't have that, that was form amazing. factor Yeah, anymore. it's a real shame. That was a gorgeous device, that. When we said we were going to do, was brilliant on when, when I said we were going to do a, a, an episode on you know things from 10 years ago, I didn't realize we were all expected to bring it all in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I thought you'd like the extra Wait hands-on a minute, that experience. that specific device, that was that, is that 10 years old, that one? It is, exactly. Oh, Which uh, It's kind of hard to imagine that because, I mean, the point I was going to make was that does feel like the start of smartphones, and now people tend to think about iPhone and Android as being the smartphone start, and that's when the era began. But really, Nokia was the leader here. And even as someone who was sort of really involved in that space, I forget how much was going on and how many different devices, what different form factors were happening. And 2005 was actually a bit of a, a golden year in that respect. And I, I'm just looking at that. Now, that's a 9500 you've got there in front of you, is it right? It is, yes. And that, that's, the, that's the clamshell opens up like a, like a mini laptop kind of form factor. And I'm looking at it kind of both amazed and, and kind of horrified in terms of how, in some respects, how clunky it looks in terms of the screen and, and that sort of thing and the, and the external characteristics. The screen is really small. Uh, and it's it's a bit two screens, though. Yeah. But then look at it and think, actually, 
look at the amount of power and look at the capability they packed into such a small device because that now, although it's fatter than, than quite a lot of devices, you know, it, it's probably in terms of amount of pocket space, not actually significantly off what you'd have in a phablet these days. Absolutely. I mean, it's a bit fatter. It's a slightly different shape, but you know, it wasn't I think we're, very... we're all a bit fatter than 10 years ago. We, we, we are. It, it was supremely capable. I mean, having that full QWERTY keyboard and Series 80, I mean, actually people using it really as a mobile computer. And, you know, that's where the mobile computer came from. Okay, right. Um, Telefonica. <laughs> It's right. an interesting one. This is a timely one. Now, we should, for the record, state that we're recording a couple of weeks before this episode will go out. So yes. there may have been news between recording and, uh, and, and transmission. Well, I saw lots of rumors this morning. Yeah. But uh, basically, O2 uh, was sold to Telefonica in 2005 for £17.7 billion. And given that all the uh, heat we give to operators now it's kind of interesting that 10 years later it's actually worth a lot less money. Now, we should. There is a little bit of a difference here because actually it was more than just the UK network that was being sold to Telefonica. But even so, the, the fact that this was still going on and 10 years later we're now seeing it sold off to three, well, that's maybe what's going to happen. So we don't quite know. So, so the, as we recall this, Hutchinson and Power have gone to exclusive negotiations around a price for about 10 billion sterling mm-hmm. for, uh, for, the, for the mobile network um, O2. But it's also worth noting, of course, that um, BT are talking to EE as well. So... Um, yeah, a lot of the old players from back in the day are getting back into the game. Well, there's, there's a, a, the business plans have moved on yeah. into but, the little circular motion. But if I was being unkind, I'd say that um, what, had, what had O2 done for 10 years? Well, they'd taken about £7 billion worth of value out of their business, although <laughs> Rafe would correct me for, for, for overstating that. i tell you what else launched 10 years ago. Go on. Gmail, Gmail Mobile. Wow. Now, can you imagine life without Gmail on your oh phone? Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Can, yeah. I mean, can you even imagine that there was an email system that didn't have an, an app or a mobile interface back then? It was just amazing because if you wanted mobile mail on your device, you were using... It's really complicated, really, wasn't it? You were it? using perhaps something like Meta, um, Mail for Exchange or yes. Data... Was yes. it Data Sync, Rafe, on the... Um, data Viz. Data Viz, Viz. Uh, yeah. on, on, on the Symbian devices. But... Um, uh, G- Pop 3. Uh, Gmail for mobile launched, of course. I was using instant email from BlackBerry. Yeah, it was, but it then it then hit all the platforms really, really quickly, didn't yeah, it? So it, did. yeah. it was. A, it, I, I for a long time I thought Gmail on my BlackBerry was just about the best thing ever there, ever there was. It was a combination of a really modern email system mm. with loads of keyboard shortcuts and things. And, and that was kind Loved of the that. point because it that. was you know Java applet and previously. They had these fairly horrendous email clients, which involved quite a bit of setup, as you says, for Pop or IMAP. Mm. But Gmail actually got a lot of information into a relatively small amount of space on these these phones, which typically had screen sizes between two and three inches. It was amazing. It was amazing. Right now, in two thousand five, does anyone remember Charlotte Church? Charlotte Church, the, I'm not the, the, who Charlotte hold Church on, the is. voice the, of an angel, the singer. So. Uh, yeah. Depending on which part of her career you remember, you you'll remember you, the classics. View her in different different ways. So, Classical singer, yeah. girl, young girl. She was a, a Welsh girl who, at the age is of, a Welsh lady. Yeah. Well, she's a Welsh lady now. Yeah. Um, she was a Welsh girl in her early teens. <laughs> Rafe is looking completely blank. Was come a, on, come was, on, Rafe. Choral singer would be would have been on all the big radio stations. Uh, say, you know, songs of praise, Blanford. Radio Three, Radio Three, all that kind of oh, good stuff. Oh, maybe. Yep. Mm. and she was sub- not in the archers. Uh, subsequent, oh subsequently had a bit of a uh, subsequently had a bit of a, a breakdown, and 
Um, Breakdown? No, well, she had a Britney moment. Yeah, she had a Britney moment. Oh, Fallen Angel, was it? And then uh, did had a rock um, had a rock career. And who was now, that rugby guy? She's now married to Gavin Henson, the Welsh rugby player. Is she still married to him? As I understand it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Anyways, the point was, yeah. Ewan, um, that she suffered an, an indignity. And I'm quoting from um, Roland Researcher here because he, he was looking at uh, some BBC articles. Um, the BBC reported that some saucy pictures of her were distributed from her boyfriend's mislaid phone. Uh, the BBC responded with an article about how fingerprint recognition would be used one day to secure and lock our mobiles. Oh, wow. Uh, rather yeah. prescient, isn't yeah, it? Very, very so, prescient. So what we're basically saying is that the more things change, the more they stay the same. Well, this is the iCloud, this is the iCloud photo hack. Yeah, 10 years, 10 years ahead of time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. So, and again, similar because it, in, both case, in both cases, the press and the media attention all turned to the technology and fingerprints and all that kind mm, of stuff. Mm. But in both cases, it was people. Yes. Uh, that actually let, let things down. It's yes. interesting to see that the text moved on and now we can have fingerprints and all that kind of stuff, but actually the, people, the, the mistakes people are making hasn't really, hasn't really shifted. Indeed, indeed. Well, while we're on things that were big in 2005, I do want to just hold up this classic Engage with the side-talking, the taco-tastic it was. And okay, this didn't actually go big, but at the time it was kind of a really big deal that Nokia was trying to get into gaming, was trying to become oh. a kind of... Game Boy to mobile phone. And actually, it was in some ways quite present about the Herald, about how important smartphones and mobile phones would become for gaming. Yes. And although I think they went about it the wrong way and this device was um, a bit of a dud in some ways, it wasn't entirely bad. And certainly the second generation one, the QD, improved on things. But the, it, it's something that Nokia did plenty of times. So they kind of got the trend exactly right, but didn't quite implement it in the right way. And if we think that now... Uh, games actually represent about 25% of time that people spend on smartphones as a whole, more time than they actually spend in the browser. That's obviously things like uh, Candy Crush and all Mm -hmm. those other kind of casual games. And so it's just, you can see a lot of the seeds for what we do today in 2005, even then, which was quite an early part of the smartphone era. I guess uh, the the problem was that they had the vision to say that this was going to happen, but not the skills to execute a successful device at that point. Yeah, and if you go a few years later, the whole Ovi service strategy, which Engage was kind of a forerunner, it was exactly the same thing. Well, wait a minute, execute a, a successful device. I mean, hold on a minute. So, you know. so they did. Well, they didn't have the screen technology to make the screens big enough. They didn't have the battery technology to make it last long enough. They didn't have the UX and design skills and maturity. Well. Yeah, well, so, so, they didn't have the ecosystem. Uh, so they didn't have the ecosystem, but also they were they hadn't developed all the precursors. You know, people sort of throw away about oh well, uh, you know, Apple Apple game, gaming on Apple has sort of happened by accident. Well, it sort of it maybe has, but it happened also because they decided to invest a huge amount of money in making massive touch screens. You know, that take up the whole of the device with fast chips in them, and that means then that you can. You've got a platform to run good games on. Yeah, and it, it was, you know, the app stores and all the things like that. I mean, the Engage was reliant on cards distributed on MMC cards. It was only later on that they had the ability to download them over the air. I mean, that's partly because actually there weren't very good you know, networks and Wi-Fi on phones mm. was a relatively rare thing. Okay, let's talk about smartphones that were launched then because I think uh, this is this blew my mind. So um, the proportion of smartphones uh, launched relative to uh, feature phones is just hugely, hugely skewed to feature phones. I mean, I suppose logically it makes sense it would be, but just looking through the list here, the N70, N72, N73, I had, I had, I think I had an N73. It was a nice device. Um, 45 million handsets, but contrast that with Rafe Blanford. What was the top selling feature phone? 
Well, it'd be one of the Nokia 101s or something. Nokia 1110. And, and it's just the, 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 as soon as you see it, you recognize it's just a classic candy bar shape. 150 million handsets sold that year. So, that year? Yeah. So wow. smartphones were minuscule. And okay, so it's 40, 45 million smartphones. But if I go down the list, that's it. Like, I can't find any other smartphones on that list. There's feature phones and kind of smartish feature phones. So, yeah, just absolutely amazing blend. Uh, what was launched this year then, Ewan? Uh, right, so uh, the, well, the Sony Ericsson decided to do a, a handset range dedicated to the Walkman. They had the Walkman handset range. And the, n- no one's ever going to want to listen to music on their phone. No, of course not. Well, I mean, it's, Sony could have... I mean, that, this is another great example of uh, a company that should have done it the right way but didn't. Um, the, the first uh, Walkman handset was the W800. Anyone have that? Oh, yeah. I, I, I had that one. I think I went to the launch event of that. that. Did you? Sorry? Well, I think I went to a, I, very, very early days of blogging. I went to some kind of press event with that, yeah. Well, W800, I, I had that. I quite enjoyed uh, using that. That was It was pretty cool. I put I had to labour to put my music on there. I had to put my MP3s on there. It was very annoying. Um, but that the, the Sony Ericsson V800. Remember the V800? No. No, the V8 was a gorgeous, gorgeous handset. That was a, uh, a clamshell, right? It kind of opened up. Um, that one. Where, the, where have all the clamshell phones gone? I, I really like them. I really like these clamshells. Uh, anyways, the V800. Um, uh, I do you I, have a V800 there, right? It's not a V800. Oh no, the V800 it was is a really good phone. I loved that. What what device do you have there? What's that? This is an LG phone. It's actually a Symbian Series 60 phone, but it is kind of a clamshell. But it's a uh, Landscape clamshell as opposed to a portrait uh, clamshell. Right, so I'm, I just type, if you've got a Google open, just type uh, Sony Ericsson V800, you'll see it, and you go, oh, yeah. Uh, I love that. I paid £500 for it. Did you really? I did. I did. Wow. No, it was awarded the prestigious best 3G handset during the GSM Association's 3GSM World Congress. So 3GSM was obviously the, the thing that happened before Mobile World Congress. Indeed, that yeah. was the, the precursor. So how far away it was. But it just goes to prove that my, my, my working theory is that if you win that event with best handset, your product or business or complete business will vanish down the toilet within two years. <laughs> so just, uh-huh. just, 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 recount, just recount some of the products that have won, that have won those years. Um, I'm thinking about the ink handsets. That was my particular favourite. Uh, oh, that's right, yeah. I don't think they won. Did they win the big award? They certainly won an award at Mobile right. Congress that year. And, uh, Has yeah. Apple ever won an award there? No. no. You've got, yeah. you got to be an exhibitor, basically. You do need to no. show up, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, okay, so uh, what else, Rafe? Um, talk, talk to us more about Symbian. Yeah, this is great. I mean, 2005, we can talk yeah. basically about Symbian until the cows come home. He's loving there it. Were, he's loving there were seven Symbian phones announced at oh, 3G. God. This is going to be a long episode, isn't uh, it? And I will, and now, I, I, I will now tell you 10 minutes of information about all seven. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Thanks, Ben. Um, and so I actually remember being there and being kind of bowled over that they were coming from different companies because this was the year where Series 60 kind of got taken up by the other phone manufacturers. So we had something from LG, which is this... Uh, when I have right. my hand, there was Panasonic. Can we there just, was also can we just stop and describe that LG one? Because that's a bit, I don't think I've ever seen that one before. The, the, yeah, it's um, kind of, it was, this was the Gossip Girl type LG phone that got, got quite famous. And essentially, as I say, it was a landscape portrait. So it was a clamshell device and it's been very small, normal phone shaped. It's got a full QWERTY keyboard inside, very small screen. And on that's the a outside, communicator, but like a mini communicator. It, it's like a mini communicator. It didn't actually, um, wasn't very widely available. So this is something that's come out of my personal collection. As bad as that sounds. <laughs> but there were, obviously, there were some Nokia devices as well. But uh, the emphasis was on kind of Symbian getting broader. And there were various, you know, it was also uh, Sony Ericsson doing devices as well. I mean, the P800 had come out a, a few oh, years yeah. previously. And oh, I yeah. think it was 
as the P900 or right. um, was coming out at that particular event. But that then continued throughout the year because 2005 was also the year in which the first E-series devices were announced. And that's no, the, That was the Nokia business. And that was the Nokia uh, business oh, version. Yeah. Kind I of had um, a lot of those. Oh, he's got one of them. So I've got my E61 <gasps> oh, with me, which yes. is actually still one of my favourite handsets. Yeah. So the yeah. E61 was notable for me because, A, it was the first device I managed to get mail for exchange working on. Yep. And it was so much better than all the other things. I preferred good on that. Well, that was also good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but but it's also it's it's so much wider than all the other devices. It fitted really well into a suit pocket, but it had really nice, good sized keys, and I could type. It's amazing. I could I could almost take notes in meetings in real time. In I did so much business on that phone. I still can't. Eat, I, I can do it maybe with larger phablet type devices, but I need something like that for for the, the, the touch screen to be that good. I was this bought, got, look. bought along the E70, which is the Gullwing phone. Um, it's actually also the kind of 6800 form factor from Nokia. I got that one. Yeah. I had that one. A very normal looking phone, but then the kind of the bottom half flips over and you have a quirky keyboard with half on either side Gullwing. of the screen. And yeah, it kind of reminds me of a DeLorean almost. Um, but, <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> maybe a bit of a stretch. But there was also the E60. What was interesting about all of these phones is they had Wi-Fi on them, and they also had uh, Wi-Fi calling and VoIP, and were early pioneers in Which was disabled by Orange. Well, which was turned off by various operators, but actually technically very complex phones going on in the Big background. Big camera on the back, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, I mean... It, what megapixel was that? It's just a couple of megapixels in oh. all of these cameras. And just testing um, them, listeners. And so I think the E-Series is one of those things that probably doesn't get the credit it deserves because it did take smartphones into the business space in, in quite a big way, just as BlackBerry was doing, but BlackBerry's always held up as the exemplar. But the E-Series devices actually ended up outselling the BlackBerry um, devices in, in a lot of time. So, I mean, for me, that was one of the memories of, of 2005. Symbian was very definitely at its height in terms of new devices. A few years later was actually when the peak happened, but... Very, very little competition around that time, which is why they had something like 90% market share. Now, okay. for, li- for listener context, can we just quickly ask, when did you start all about Symbian? Oh, that goes, dates back to sort of 1999-ish. Right, so you, you've been doing this for, what, let's say six years? Something like that, yeah. And were you flown to 3GSM, or did you go yourself? No, I, I, I went myself, and actually, to be fair, I'd only really started doing it in a serious way, sort of 2004, 2005. And so I, I paid for myself to go there. And actually, a lot of the earlier Nokia events I paid for myself to go to because basically they hadn't really understood the concept of online media and certainly not blogging. And so this was really before that whole scene and that whole PR setup and got going. Was there, a press, was there a press, press launch and did you go to it? Uh, there was a press launch for the E-Series at the Symbian show, but there were probably only about 30 people in the audience, as I recall. It was up in the Excel Center in one of the conference rooms there. So tiny when you think about it compared to the launches today and that was three big significant phones all in one go and even at MWC you know the whole scale was a lot smaller than it is now and you know, that, that there's been massive growth in that industry and you got a lot closer to a lot of the executives as well I mean I can remember talking to them before your reputation came out well before my, to be fair it was always very good I was always fortunate in being Bamford able to talk to some of the uh, Front row next people. to the chap from Tim from the FT. Do you, for that do, Nokia do you remember event, that right? year? Do you remember that year a few years ago? We all went to Mobile World Congress, and all three of us went to the press conference, and only Rafe Blanford had a special desk. That's right. Yeah, you, with, you and I were power with, and you, drinks, you and, and a guy coming bringing him. You and I were with the, with the plebs in the back. Yes. Rafe Blanford. We waved at Rafe, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. It, to be fair, I shouldn't be mean to Rafe because he let me have one of his complimentary donuts afterwards. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've always remembered that donut, Rafe. I, I owe you a debt of donuts. When, and these are, these, are, these are treasured things in events like Mobile Congress. So perhaps we should move on to some non-Nokia, non-Symbian well, stuff, because well, there were other companies generating buzz in the, uh, well, if in the mobile world. If we're not going to talk about Nokia and make Rafe happy, we should talk about Apple and make me <laughs> happier. And of course, uh, 2005 <laughs> was the first iPhone, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. No, no it wasn't. It, wasn't the, it, it, was the, it was the Motorola Rocker E1. Oh, yeah, the mistake. Announced in November 2005. Possibly the, the, the decision I have understood least about Apple Mobile, because since then they've always looked visionary, but that was just... It was Steve Jobs just really not getting it right at all. It's, I mean, it's interesting how they course-corrected so quickly, but I was amazed they... Did it, and perhaps it suggests that they weren't always as confident. Yeah, as talk about the context, right? Because Nokia, all the, these phones we've just been talking about, all of them had MP3 capability. Nokia Absolutely. was at this point, or just about to be, the biggest manufacturer of music MP3 capable devices. Yeah. I mean, even at this point, the writing was on the wall for the iPod. So, you, basically, mobile phones were beginning to do music. Well, and so uh, the e, the. Um, the E1 just played a hundred tracks. I mean, I, Motor- bought, I bought it by the way. I did actually have one. Um, I, look, I, I, I was so because I, I was quite enthusiastic about Apple at this point, mm. and I, I even bought some old Newtons and things, and more, as play, Newton, yeah, more yeah. of play things than anything else. And I, but just hundred hundred tracks, clunky syncing with iTunes. Oh, the actually, phone, I didn't mind the hundred tracks thing. The phone was that worked quite nicely. The phone was ugly. Yeah, it was rubbish. Ugly. Motorola. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, it was really yeah, annoying. Yeah. And I was amazed that I was amazed that Apple teamed up with Motorola. It seemed an odd combination when you say like that the, when the likes of Nokia and people like that had so much more. Is that because they're frankly there's some American? Possibly. Yeah, yeah, just down the road. Maybe I don't know, but it, it surprised me. But hundred tracks. Because the centre of mobile was Finland. Yeah, definitely Europe, but yeah. Sir, Scandinavia. Finland. Yeah, yeah. Well, At that I mean, point, I mean, yeah. but but the interesting thing, there were some other big tarps going on. I know I said we wouldn't mention Nokia again, but this one. Well, is we have worth, had thirty seconds talking about Apple, so we should well, get back to Nokia. Yeah, we'll get back to the most important one. Um, it's worth mentioning that there was a big tie-up between Nokia and Microsoft, um, which you know obviously reflected ten years later. Um, in this case, it was actually around Play for Sure, which was in order to have DRM being able to play the music files back on your phone, because that's very definitely a problem around where you got your music from if you weren't ripping it or whatever else. But also around uh, Microsoft licensing Active Sync as part of their thing. I think it's instructive just for two reasons that there were still this same issue around stance and security, and that Microsoft was a player in this kind of space and doing partnerships with the big guys even then. And I mean, Microsoft had seen Symbian as a big threat in competition. There's a well-known urban legend where uh, Bill Gates basically hit the roof when he found out about Symbian because he quite rightly recognized that it would shut Microsoft out as a platform player for quite some years to come. And mm. it's pretty much exactly what happened. Right, okay. Remember Sony Pictures, right? Uh, they've been in the news a lot recently. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Indeed, indeed. Right, well, they, they in 2005, they released a selection of movies on memory cards. Oh yes, this, this, right. is, this is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you could um, you could um, get Spider Man Two, um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, um, and Stuart Little. No, the, no. the mouse. Oh yeah, the mouse. okay, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. Ghostbusters. I mean, that that was just you know. Yeah. And then Hitch. Wow, Will Smith at his best. <laughs> I quite enjoyed Hitch, actually. I thought it was quite um, fun. Why am I not Good surprised? popcorn movie. It says more about you than it does about the book. Uh, yeah. yes. So did you actually get this? Because I, I think even back then, I thought, gimmick, no. I no, no, because I, I, they were quite expensive as well. And I just this is the, the movie studio is doing the best. I mean, well, no, sorry. 
Uh, let's get into apologies mode. Doing not their best at doing all. Doing their best. I never thought I'd hear you well, say. Well, they were trying. They were trying, right? But I was not, not happy. No, I tell you, I tell you, what impressed me more was Three's uh, movie distribution service, the the mobile network Three, mm. a video distribution service, probably more more accurately. And um, you know, they they started up around they started up around this time, and you were streaming th- uh, video oh, over Three yes, G, yes. and um, they had ten million video views in the first six months of operating that service. Now, surely, surely that shows the future. The yes, mobile, mobile yes. networks, even today, are glorified video distribution This is it, networks. this is true, uh, yes. Uh, and it's interesting, Nokia had a service whereby they would download movies onto your phone overnight, and the, the reason they had to do that was because it was the only way to get the amount of bandwidth, and it was part of the idea of this, was you could use it when the networks were kind of idle at night and not a lot else going on. That's a good on. idea, isn't that? And, yeah. and it's a good, another example of how they realised that you couldn't do it, you had to be digital distribution, but perhaps didn't quite get it right, or well, something didn't quite work out. But no. I remember being briefed on this and thinking, oh, that's actually a really good idea, but nothing ever came of it. Another one of these, you know, reading the trends. Um, let's, we're going to uh, jump ahead a bit because we're running out of time. Um, uh, Rafe, talk about Android, because we've yeah. not talked about Android at this stage. Well, uh, we did think there'd be much to talk about, but then we realised that back in 2005, that was actually the year that Google bought a, a little-known startup that had only been going for 22 months, and it had been... Uh, founded by Andy Rubin, who had been in uh, Danger, the sort of sidekick company. And yes, that was the acquisition by Google of Android in 2005. So that's less than 10 years ago, and it's wow. now the dominant smartphone platform, well, computing platform on the planet. That is amazing. Okay, now while that was going on, Windows Mobile 5 was also announced. Now, do you remember these kind of PDAs? Uh, do you remember the yes. HTC Universal, the O2 XDA Exec? I remember the XDA. I love the XDAs. I, well, I remember the XDAs because I got given one by my first ever work phone I'd been given. Really? And I got an XDA so I could do my email on the move. Yeah. I was, oh, I was well pleased. It was amazing. I loved that stuff. And then I tried to use it and it was just such a usability. You couldn't nightmare. do, um, you could only do one thing. At well, time, so you could only do one thing at a time, but also you had this little nail-like stylus where you're yeah. pressing tiny little buttons that appeared to have just been scaled down for the. The desktop promise version. was good. I mean, I actually used um, MSN Messenger, you know, on that yeah. Yeah, to talk to people. It was pretty cool. I mean, what, what's worth remembering here is Windows Mobile 5.0 was basically the PDA version. It wasn't until Windows Mobile 6 came along that you actually got the smartphone version, which worked on the smaller screens. And this just goes to show how quickly things changed, and actually. Um, Microsoft was investing a load of money in, in mobile, and it wasn't until 6 it kind of got that both that PDA, the, kind of the Trio and the OTA, mm, the O2 mm. XDA and the HTC devices, and actually HTC as an ODM and now obviously an established brand. Was it, is it a high-tech computer? Well, it, it stands for various things, depending on who you ask, and actually HTC say it doesn't stand for anything anymore, but back then, yes, it seemed to be the high-tech you know, corporation or something like that. But, you know, that was Windows Mobile now. And then, and actually, it was a relatively small player by comparison. But it wasn't. You know, we're talking actually. That was when the whole Palm um, Windows Mobile device was happening as well. Yeah, yeah. So, final one from me then, and I think this is a non-techy one. This, for me, I think was one of the first years that mobile tech made it into the mainstream news, apart from devices in terms of the way it changed people. So, do you remember happy slapping? You know, I was gonna. I was just about to do. It. I thought, if I slap Ben right now, would he? Take it and go, that was great. It's been a tough oh, week. I'd probably just cry and curl up <laughs> under the table, to be honest. So, so happy slapping. Thanks right, for that. So Rafe Blanford, explain to us what happy slapping was, because it was all the rage, Daniel. You, you did a lot slapping. of that, didn't you? Um, I have to admit, I'm not sure what happy slapping is. Well, happy slapping was when, oh, so yeah. with yeah. the advent of camera oh, phones. Stand, stand up, I'm going to... No, 
right. with the advent of camera phones, uh, that people would then rush up to people, slap them across the face as hard like as they this. as hard as they could, and they would use their cameras to record videos of it and share right. it. And, you know, sh- and share pictures of it. They thought that was very funny, and it was. I think it was mostly driven by the fact around the time that uh, Tango, which is a soft drink in the UK, I, I don't know if it's, it's I think it's a Coca-Cola product. They had an advert where uh, a, a fellow who was completely orange came up and slapped you, and it kind of represented you've been the, tangled. Yeah, they represented the refreshment that the drink gave you. But people were mimicking this, but they were coming up to complete strangers in the streets and just smashing their faces in, basically. And the, the and this was this was unfortunately yeah, but distributing the video. That's important. And distribute the video. So for but the that's f- not a very gentlemanly thing. No, to but do. it's using mobile technology. It's not a very gentlemanly thing to do. But I'm for the f- but for the first time ever, we weren't. It wasn't the tech and the devices that were in the news. It was the way it was changing people's behaviours. And this was now this mass thing that was in people's hands. So yeah, and unfortunately, uh, it originated in uh, the Blue Water Shopping Centre in Kent, which is alarmingly close to where I lived at the time. So not, is there something you're not saying, us then? No, there isn't. Now that I think that's rather interesting. Ten years. That's not a long time, really, is it? What's yeah. going to happen in the next 10 years? Ralph Blanford was seven. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fascinating to look how, how, how things have changed. Uh, we should wrap it up. So yes. um, perhaps it would be really interesting to hear um, what's your favourite memories of 10 years ago? What was the best device? Best N-series? Yeah, favourite yeah. N-series. What were you using 10 years ago? Were you even bothered about mobile tech. If you were a geek, and most of us started off as geeks, mm. enjoying all kinds of tech, uh, and you know, when did you get excited about mobile? Because it took a while for me to realise that mobile was far more interesting than web or laptops or uh, you know other other exciting mm. tech that was around mm. at the time. So uh, well, as I realised when I was seven. Well, obviously, well, I, yes. I think if we do those calculations, Rafe, you must have realised realised that whilst still sort of in the womb probably in utero exactly so uh, you, you can reach us at 361podcast on twitter we are 361podcast.com on the interwebs where you can leave a comment on this episode or you can send us an email if you'd like there's a form mm. there too um, it's been a while since we've begged and pleaded for uh, fi- iTunes reviews so you know if, if you 2013 has been the last one if you ha- not that if yet. you haven't reviewed the show on iTunes uh, please do because it uh, it helps other people find it and it also makes us feel happy Sometime. Say something nice about Rafe. Say, say something nice about Rafe Blanford because he's everyone's No one favorite. else does. Exactly. <laughs> and we will be back next week. So thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.